Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime quote, conspiracy, and cryptid podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. Happy birthday. Thank you. Well, it's... In two days. Two days, yeah. Yeah. Thursday, yeah. right? Mm, I think so. Yeah. How sad is it that I don't even know? So... I mean, I'm aged, so it's fine. Woohoo. Birthday, birthday. Yeah. We're going to brunch on Saturday. We are. Well, hopefully. I haven't double checked with Allie and Jen yet because they've been on vacation so I didn't want to bug them so I'm going to text them later today recording day and just make sure that that works if it doesn't we'll find another time it's not a huge deal didn't you already ask us if that day worked and they said yes did I yeah, was I that on the family group did, yeah. oh okay then never mind um, I just don't think I told them where I want to go yeah no I don't think you did cool fun fun stuff we yeah. love birthdays getting older it's kind of gotta say about that yeah it's libra season baby cool we left virgo season we're in libra season um sweet um also our next episodes are gonna be the haunted ones yeah i was literally just gonna talk to you about that oh my god i'm so excited um do we still have enough states um i can double check when we're done okay because i have a whole list of you know everything that we've covered okay uh if we don't we can just go out of venture the, out of yeah the Midwest. We'll do the states yeah we'll just pick random states and i think that's fine go with it oh my gosh i'm so excited yeah, i'm I going on a ghost hunt love next weekend october one sorry my favorite where back in south dakota that same one that i did a couple years ago you are uh-huh when the not this weekend but the following Oh, so like the weekend of the October. 8th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I'll probably have stuff to talk. Hopefully we'll have stuff to talk about. Cool. And then um, that church that dad and Tommy and mom own, mm-hmm. uh, allegedly very haunted or could be haunted because um, parishioners that wanted their ashes at the church were just scattered along the side of the church, according to Tommy. So he has invited me to come ghost hunt there, and I said, absolutely. So... So they just like put them outside. They yeah, like basically just like scattered their ashes in the in the garden, allegedly. <laughs> that's what he told me via text the other day. Okay, I I can send you the text. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Because uh, he was like, so now we have to hunt there, and I said, um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So if you want to come, you're no. welcome to come. I didn't <laughs> think you'd want to. I'm good. But I was like, if something doesn't happen this time, and if he accuses me of faking evidence again, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. I'm still mad about that. I can't believe I, that was a year ago. Right? Yeah, last summer. Was it like summer? Like the summer of 2022. Damn. I had to check what year it was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what year is it? Yeah, so... Because so, like... With with that, I'm so glad that you're you back me up and you would say that I would never pull a stunt like that and be like faking evidence because I think that gives me some credence because he just I don't know why he doesn't believe me but it just makes me so annoyed. Yeah, because like I wouldn't. That's not something I'm gonna lie about. Right. I'm. I'll lie about other things, but that certainly is not one of them. So that's that'll be our next four episodes will be haunted episodes. Girl, I am so jazzed. And if you don't like it, Allie. <laughs> so our sister doesn't like them. Yeah, which is fine. She doesn't have to. No, I just love that she listens at all. It makes me happy. Yeah. So 
Um, okay. Do you have anything else you want to ch- chit-chat about? Not that I can think of. Okie dokie. Well, let's go ahead and get into your episode then. Alrighty. So I am doing the story of Terry Jendusa. So we are in... I don't... I don't have an exact date that our story starts. I could have looked harder. Didn't feel like it. So didn't look harder. We're in the early 2000s in Wisconsin near Racine. Where is that? Um, From what I remember, like more north. Okay. But I could be incorrect about that and could be confusing it with another place. I did look it up, but it wasn't yesterday when I finished my notes. So, Terry Jandusa has just divorced her husband, David Larson, and has taken her two daughters with her. David had been abusive to Terry, getting angry over things that were really small. Uh, Like, he yelled at her once for throwing away a frost-burned piece of, like, sausage or bratwurst or something. And he found it in the garbage. She was like... I can cook it for you if you want, but it's not going to be good. And he's like, well, you're wasting my hard-earned money. And, like, it got so bad that if she accidentally broke something, she would throw it away in the neighbor's garbage so that he wouldn't see it. Um, And having two young children, things are going to get broken, right. right? Like, that. even not having young children, a glass slips out of your hand and breaks. It, it happens. Right. So he would get, like, really violent about things like that and really angry about things like that. Um... One of the big ones was that he had gotten angry with Terry over leaving dry noodles on the counter while she was making spaghetti. So, like, the box was just, like, sitting on the counter and it was open. Yeah. And he was like, put those away. They're going to go bad. She's like, they're dry noodles. Noodles. Like, so if you want dinner, they're going to be out because I'm cooking dinner. And he basically told her, like, it doesn't matter what you think. It only matters what I think and what I say you have to do. And he ended up chasing her into the basement of their house. And she said that she remembered sitting in the basement thinking, I'm 30 years old and I'm hiding in a basement from my husband. It's only going to get worse as my kids get older. He's going to turn his abuse on my kids. Right. I have to leave. And it was so bad that he literally had locks on the inside of the, the house doors that led outside that only he had a key to. That's fucked. I know. Isn't that so gross? Yeah. So she gets the divorce from David. And in the courtroom, David yells at her, quote, you'll regret this, end quote. And probably, like, not a smart move on his part because, like, that's a threat, obviously. Right. And now there's a bunch of witnesses in a court of law. Right. So maybe not like the best move, but. It's probably like in the court transcript. Right. So she can't just be, or he can't just be, oh, I didn't say that she'd make it through. Like there's proof of it. Yeah. Uh, so she constantly tried to get sole custody of the children because she didn't think the girls were safe with David. But the court was always so impressed that David wanted to spend time with the girls so that she was unable to get sole custody. They had to have like shared custody um she would deal with constant abuse whenever she would meet up with david to exchange the kids it got so bad that she ended up filing a restraining order from david and would only exchange the kids in a public place to protect herself 
She also got remarried to a man named Nick in 2003, but the physical and verbal abuse continued from David every time they would do the swap with the kids, which is just so heartbreaking, not only for Terry, but also for their kids to have to like witness that. Yeah, that's tough. So, uh, one day in, oh, sorry, um, the restraining order also barred David from owning any weapons, but Terry knew that he had not gotten rid of the gun that he owned. So, uh, sorry, I'm getting an alert that I have to take care of. Um, so... In January of 2004, David asked Terry if she could come and get the girls from his house, which was not normal. She normally wanted to do it in public. Yeah. Uh, He was still living in the house that he and Terry had shared, but it was in really bad condition. Like, he wasn't keeping it clean, wasn't, (coughs) excuse me, taking care of the house. And he'd also kept mementos from his and Terry's wedding and would show them to the girls. Um, There were things like pictures, videos, and even Terry's wedding dress. Then he would tell the girls that these were, quote, proof that mommy didn't keep her promises, end quote. Which is, like, really creepy and gross. Yeah. So Terry agrees to pick up the girls at David's despite the restraining order and the fact that she didn't have a friend or her husband Nick there to go with her. She'd hoped that she and David were getting to a point in their relationship where they could have, like, at least a cordial relationship and not whatever the hell was going on, right? Yeah. So, Terry arrives. (coughs) I'm so so sorry. I was doing so good during our episode, and now I'm just... No, now that you're talking more, it's... Right. Yeah. Um, So, Terry arrives at the house, and David is strangely calm. It's January 31st, and... Or, sorry, 30th. And it was three years to the day that their divorce had taken place. Fuck. Yeah. Bad omens. Yeah. Uh, something that Terry was well aware of. She was like, I know this is probably a hard day for him. She's too I, nice. I know. Well. I mean, that's not a bad thing. But No, but, you know. She's, she's trying to do what's best for her kids, kids. at this point. Oh, you yeah. Know? I'm sure when you have kids in there, it just makes everything Right. Harder. And, like... You, you don't want a good parent in my opinion doesn't shit all over the other parent they just kind of let their kids make their own decisions about that parent and I feel like that's kind of what Terry was trying to do was like let's have this relationship with your dad eventually you're gonna see what he is I'm not gonna like make things worse I'm just gonna let it ride out right as long as you're not in immediate danger I'm just gonna let it ride out so Terry arrives. Oh, sorry. I wrote that one. Um, Terry was told by David that the girls were waiting inside for her to come find them in a game of hide and seek. Oh, gosh. Not wanting to disappoint her kids, Terry went into the house. Three hours later, a call is placed to 911 by Terry's husband, Nick. Nick informs police that his wife and her children were supposed to be home from a custody swap three hours before and he gives them david's address so i'm sorry did you tell me when she got remarried in 03 so they got divorced in 01 okay and then she got remarried two years later and now it's 04 okay got it so they've been together for 
around a year at this point. Okay. Um, so this isn't actually the first time a call has come in to 911 about that address. A few hours previously, a breathless woman had called and given that address to the dispatcher, but when police arrived, no one was in the home. Fuck. Yeah. Another call comes into police. This time, the person on the other end of the phone call is able to stay conscious long enough to tell them that their name was Terry Jandusa Nikolai and that her ex-husband was trying to kill her. Was she, this before or after her, her current husband calls? This was after Nick called. Okay. So it was like Nick called and then she called right after. Okay. Is what it, it sounded like in the article that I read. Got it. And I find it kind of comical that his name is Nick Nicolai. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so Terry calls and says that her ex-husband was trying to kill her. She was in the back of his truck. And there was no mention of the couple's two daughters. So, police head back to David's house and force entry. They find some concerning things inside the house. There's a blood stain, women's black sweatpants, also with a blood stain on them, and a gun case with a missing gun. <clears throat> so, you know, that weapon that David was not supposed to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nick had told police that Terry was wearing black, black sweatpants. Yep. So they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, police put out a bolo and an Amber Alert because, again, there's Kids. also no sign of the girls. Yeah. <clears throat> These findings set off a massive manhunt searching for David and Terry. There were up to 100 police officers looking for them in the area and tons of volunteers searching the town for any signs of Terry. Police had to wait for David to show up at his job as an air traffic controller to get any leads on where Terry might be. They told him that his ex-wife was missing and could he possibly come in and see if he could help. So they're acting like they have no idea that they haven't been in his house, that they don't, you know, they don't know that he's more than likely behind this. So this is the same day. This this is the following morning. So they don't, he doesn't know they were in his house? I don't think he ever goes home. Oh. I guess that would make sense. So I think what he does is he takes Terry wherever he takes her and we'll get there. Yeah. And then he had property other places and I think he just stayed on that property. Okay. And then went to work. Got it. So police wait for him to show up and they're like, got him. Yeah. So... David goes in, because, of course, this cocky bastard's like, oh, they're never going to catch me. Right. And while police are talking to him, David tells him that Terry never showed up to get the girls, so he brought them to his girlfriend's house. When police go to his girlfriend's house, they are relieved to find both children unharmed who said they never saw their mom the day before. That's good, at least. Yeah. So now we have the kids, but we still don't have Terry. When police... Okay, sorry. It's then that police confront David, telling him that they had been inside his house and what they had found, and they take him into custody. So he's no longer there for questioning. He's there as a suspect for... Disappearance. At least assault, if not kidnapping, and kidnapping, if not murder. Okay. David um, then gets emotional and claims that Terry attacked him. That he responded in self-defense, which we all know is a load of bullshit, including the police. Like, 
she's got a restraining order on you dude like we and you threatened her in court yeah and you threatened her in court you make dumbass like what yeah give me a break yeah. if you're gonna be a liar at least be better than that right god so when talking to him or when taking him into custody police gather what he has on him including a wallet with several business cards and receipts inside one of those cards is for a storage unit company that is located by the property that david owned as well as his work when police call that storage unit company it is confirmed that david did have a unit there and that he'd visited that unit early in the morning oh i don't like this Police rush to the location, and when they open the unit, inside is a bat with dried blood on it and a duct-taped garage bin, or garbage bin. That's it. That's all that's in the unit. When police open the garbage bin, they find Terry inside. Her toes were so frostbitten, it looked like she was wearing socks. They were just black. Oh, black. Just black. Was she alive? Her body core temperature was 86 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 30 degrees Celsius. And doctors said that she would have been dead if she'd been left in the storage unit an hour longer. Holy fuck. Um, Police were afraid to move her because there was so much trauma to her skull. So they had to wait until paramedics could get there to get her out of the garbage bin. And they... Also found once they got her to the hospital that she lost the baby that she was pregnant with, which is super sad. David had attacked Terry in his home while their daughters were locked in a back bedroom. Terry could hear the girls crying because they were hungry and no longer interested in the movie that David had put on for them. She spent seven weeks in the hospital. One of the really fucked up parts about this that police realized after they like went to the storage unit was that from the tower that David worked in? Could he see it? He could see it. Oh, God. So he knew where she was. He could see where she was. He knew that she was in there either dead already or suffering. Did it, So did he, did he think she was dead already or no? I don't know for sure. Um, I do know that he was so cocky that he didn't even check to see if she had a cell phone on her, which she did because obviously she called the police herself and said... This is who I am and my husband is trying to kill me. Or ex-husband is trying to kill me. But it's not just so fucked up that he was like, he yeah. could like literally see where she was and be like, I know where she is and I'll never tell anybody. Ha ha ha. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. So. Uh, he. Was sentenced on August 16th, 2005 to 35 years in prison. Terry has continued to work for victims of domestic violence and helped pass a bill to make it so that people who have restraining orders must get rid of their weapons. So, like, it has to be proven police can go and search the house and be like, yep, no weapons. Yeah. Because David did use hers, his to, like, threaten her. Um, And he wasn't even supposed to have it. So, and then... Terry and Nick welcomed a son a few years after her attack, and the family is very happily still living in Wisconsin. Do you... I don't know if you know this, but do you know how long he had the um, storage unit? Like, was the storage unit just for this purpose, do you think? If there's nothing else in there, that was my only, like... Yeah, I don't know. It didn't say anything about that or how long he had it or anything like that, but that's a really good theory that he literally only had it for this reason. It just really fucks with my head that, like... 
he could see it from work. Yeah. Like, like that's his trophy. Like, that right. building was his trophy. Right. right. It's just so icky. And, like, thank God she survived. And this was actually an episode of I Survived. That's mm. where I heard the story first. Um, and my other source that I really looked at was um, from womensday.com. So, huh. those are my sources. There you go. Um, I'm really happy she survived. Yeah. And honestly, incredible. Seven weeks in the hospital. <clears throat> yeah and she said like i wonder how her feet are yeah she sorry oh my god she said that um it would piss her off when she got home that she like couldn't walk up the stairs yet to like go put her girls to bed and that she couldn't like lift her kids up and and like carry them around anymore because she was just so weak and so badly beaten even after seven weeks that's crazy yeah so She's a pretty incredible woman. Yeah, good still, for her. still doing the the work and living her best life. Honestly, for real, for real. Um, okay. Uh, source or you said your source. Yep, socials. Socials. MW Madness Podcast on Instagram and Gmail and Midwest Madness Podcast Group on Facebook. Do you ever go? Oh shit! I hope I remember these because <laughs> no. every time I'm like, okay, do I have this? I got this. I used to, but not anymore. It's like second nature now. Sometimes I'm still a little worried. I'm going to mess it up. Yeah. I don't know why. Cool. Well, um, we hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And we will talk to you in October for With spooky some season. spooky shit. So. God, I'm so excited. I can't even tell you I'm so excited. I know. I do. These are my favorite ones to do. So Mine too. I was telling that to mom the other day. I was like, I'm so excited. We get to start spooky season and haunting ones. They're just so interesting. Right cool all right bye guys bye